Now, since you already know this story so well, and you know this passage well, let's just look at one verse, verse number 8. I think if I asked 95% of you to come up here, you could tell this story uh, without any difficulty. So we'll just read verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Okay, quickly let the story run through your mind. The whole story here from Genesis 1 to Genesis 3 is God creates the world. He creates Adam and Eve. He puts them in the garden. He gives them one rule. The rule is do not eat of the fruit of the, knowledge of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Not long after he gives that command to them, Satan goes and sets a trap for them, tempts them, and gets them to eat of that fruit. Sin enters into the world. God comes in this verse in the cool of the day calling for Adam saying, where art thou, Adam? Adam is hiding. As a side note, if you have a Tozer Bible or if you're a reader of Tozer, uh, he, likes to, he had a story that he liked to tell about this. There was an old rabbi who uh, somebody came to him and said, does your God know everything? And he said, yes, my God knows everything. He says, well, why, when Adam was in the garden, did God say, where are you, Adam? Didn't God know everything? The old rabbi, <laughs> that's a great answer. He said, yes, God knows everything. And God knew where Adam was. He asked the question because Adam didn't know where Adam was at. Adam was the one who was lost, not God. And when God's calling him, where are you, Adam? It's because Adam didn't know where he was at. God knows everything. And here's God coming to communicate. And what is Adam doing? When God is coming to communicate, what is Adam doing at this moment? He's hiding. Why is he hiding? It's not a difficult question. He sinned. He's ashamed and he doesn't know what to do about it. He's hiding. Now this is not the first time that God had communicated with Adam. But this time Adam had sinned and it had to be dealt with. And yes, some very hard things are going to have to be said because of this. But was this any reason for Adam to try to cut off communication with God? The fact that he had sinned was bad. He shouldn't have done that. But God comes to communicate, and Adam decides to try to cut off communication. Let me take this, this whole thought process takes me someplace else where I need, I'll take you with me here. I hope that you are not a parent who has had to deal with rebellious teenagers. I hope that you have not experienced that. As a youth pastor, I got to deal with my fair share. And Adam's reaction, in a sense, reminds me of a rebellious teenager. A teenager has trouble at home. So in the course of the situation, it gets so nasty that eventually the youth pastor gets called in to deal with them. And more than once, I heard a teenager say, all my parents ever do is yell. They, all they ever do is yell at me. Now, 
no doubt in some cases there are some poor parenting taking place, no doubt. But quite often what you find is when you start working through this thing, the teenager, for whatever reason, is intentionally pushing his parents' hot buttons. You know teenagers are able to do that. And you know parents have hot buttons. <laughs> and so this teenager, for whatever reason, he pushes these hot buttons on his parents. And so they know more than they, he pushes this hot button. He does something that's really stupid and really shouldn't have ever been done. And so the parents have to come down on him. And they know more than get that thing done than the teenager does something else. And they no more get that solved than the teenager does something else. The parents have to correct. And before it's even corrected, there's another problem. And before the parents can even catch their breath in between problems, that's all they're doing. And so, yes, all the teenager ever hears is yelling. Not because they want to yell, but because there's, they're so busy trying to deal with the rebellious behavior that even when they do use words of love, they get overshadowed by the correction that has to take place. Now, the teenager is so busy hiding his sin in this situation or being irritated at the correction that he doesn't hear or recognize anything but the yelling. Everybody understand where I'm at here? It's a fairly common thing, okay? Now, in many ways, this describes the life of many Christians. A sin is committed in a life. The Holy Spirit chastens and convicts. And instead of agreeing and dealing with that sin, we try to hide it. We argue it. We defend it. In the process, all we ever seem to hear is yelling. Because all we ever seem to hear from the Holy Spirit is, why are you doing that? You should not be doing that. And because we're fighting and arguing and defending, it is what we hear. And so at the end of the day, what we feel like is, all I ever hear here is yelling. If we rebel and fight, it may seem like that is all that is being said. But God is a communicator. And he has many things that he would like you to hear. He wants to communicate. Ask yourself, if you would quit fighting the Holy Spirit and let him speak freely, what would God say to you? If you would quit fighting, and if God could speak to you and you would listen and you would hear what he actually had to say, what does God want to say to you? Now, I told you there's nothing new here. What would God speak into your heart? So answer the question. You know the answers. I don't have to teach you this. You already know it. I want you to think of at least five things that God would speak into your heart if you would let him. 
He's a communicator, and he wants to communicate. So what would he communicate into your heart? I'll give you a few moments to contemplate this. If you give him a chance and would listen, what would God, what does God desire to communicate? Anybody up to three yet? Anybody to five yet? Oh, we're slipping. <laughs> is the question clear? Let me ask you that. Is the question clear? Okay. Most people are saying yes, or else they're nodding for sleep. Yes. What would God speak to you? He wants to communicate. What, is he, what would he say? Anybody want to give a, a trial answer here? Just one? Okay. We'll call that comfort. Okay. Peace. Love. Okay. Witness. Joy. Hmm? Okay, well, I'll part that into two different things here in a minute. Trust. Okay. We know what God would say if we would listen. Let's just, let me give you my list, and we'll walk through this. Yes, we already spoke of this. God will speak. The Spirit will speak conviction. You know, instead of being a negative, that ought to be a real positive in your heart. I absolutely, I've learned to absolutely love the convicting of the Holy Spirit. You know why? It hasn't, well, it's taken me 54 years, and I learned it a few years back, but it took me a long time to realize how stupid I am. Have you come to that yet? I am so stupid. I do things all the time that I don't know how stupid they are. And then... The Spirit of God convicts me. And you know what? I realize, that's dumb what I'm doing. This is going to turn out very bad. This is going to affect me heavily for the rest of my life if I don't change this. Do you know what a great thing that is? I'm not smart enough to understand the stupid things that I'm doing. And the sweet Spirit speaks in my heart and says, Vanderhart, do you realize how stupid it is that you're doing? You've got to quit that. You know what I would do? I'd fill my heart with bitterness and hatred and envy and jealousy and a hundred thousand other things. But that sweet spirit comes and says, do you really know what you're doing here? Do you really know what this, how this is going to turn out? You've got to give this thing up. That, my friend, is the sweet voice of the Holy Spirit to tell me what I'm doing wrong. But that's not the only thing that God communicates. It is a great thing, but not the only thing. God communicates love. Have you quit fighting the Spirit on some issue of sin long enough for God to speak love into your heart? That overwhelming love that God communicates, 
when we bother to listen to him? Have you heard that, the spirit of God speaking love into your heart, the love of God that he has for you? If you would listen, God is a communicator, and he would communicate that love to you. He'll communicate peace. The world is a frightful place. Fear is actually a legitimate human response in this world. But if you let him, God will speak peace that passes all understanding into your heart, even with the trouble that surrounds you. If you give him half a chance, he'd speak peace. Comfort. Would you have that balm of Gilead applied in your heart? I was thinking about this. Do you remember what it was like when you were a little kid to climb up into your mom's lap when things were bad? Some, you know, when a kid doesn't take much to be bad, but a bad thing has happened. Do you remember what it felt like to climb up into your mom's lap? The comfort that was there? Nothing could touch you there. Do you realize that God will speak that same comfort into your heart? That comfort that you, you don't feel that anymore because you can't climb up into your mom's lap anymore. And all, but God will speak that same comfort that you knew as a little child. will speak that into your heart. Even with all the rotten things that now you know are taking place in the world, God will speak that same comfort to you that you felt when you were just that little child. He'll speak instruction. What am I supposed to do and how am I supposed to do it? Those are questions that plague our minds these days as you become an adult. What am I supposed to do now? How am I supposed to do that? The what and hows are important. Why? Do you realize now that every decision you make, everything that you do, affects the people around you? And when you make a serious mistake, your loved one's take the heat for it. Your loved ones are, are adversely affected by it. You can't mess this thing up. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to handle this? You aren't smart, smart enough to know what you should do, but if you would listen, God would tell you. He'll speak instruction into your heart. Direction, where and when are also very difficult questions. But God always has the answer, and he's willing to share it. Joy. We spend so much time fighting the Spirit, we don't realize what he is really capable of communicating into our heart. And that's a joy that completely floods our soul. If we would listen, if we would quit fighting him, and we would listen, you would find him speaking joy. A joy that is the world just cannot even comprehend. My friends, God is not some silent, faraway, unconcerned, supreme being. He is a very concerned, loving God who desires to communicate. Because of his love, he can and must speak to our disobedience. But don't limit him to that alone. 
hear him. Agree and deal with any sin that you've got as he directs. And then listen. He has so much more to say than just that. It is a calling voice, the voice of God. Let's pray.